Thank you. Hi, I'm Najla, and I am an adult child. Um, thank you for uh, letting me be of service here today. Um, so the passage I chose, uh, the tool I chose is self-love. Najla, I'm so sorry to interrupt you really quickly, but do you want to tell the timekeeper how you would like your time? Oh, sure. Uh, so it's 15 minutes, including the reading. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Great, so then uh, Timekeeper, if you could please just give me a five minute and a one minute, that would be awesome. Okay, thank you. Um, okay, so the, the, the tool I chose is self-love. It's in chapter 15. If you have the big red book, it's page 434. If you are on the e-version, the Kindle version, it's page 442 for anyone who's doing that. Um, for your reference, okay. Self-love. It has been said that you cannot give away what you do not have. It has also been said that you cannot love another person until you learn to love yourself. We believe these declarations of wisdom are the basis for an ACA axiom. You cannot love another person until you love yourself and claim that love with belief and consistent action. We have seen many people speak words of self-love and affirmation while practicing something else. Self-love is never harmful or selfish. The life beyond survival is the life of self-love, but lack of self-love was our dilemma. How can an adult child who is taught from the earliest years to abandon himself truly love from the inside out? We have an answer grounded in ACA experience. The love is there and God-given. The love has always been there. We need a power to reawaken this love from within. The main focus of this book is to help you find a power greater than yourself to transport you from mere survival to self-love. We believe that loving oneself is the only way we can truly recognize God because God is love. Sorry, my cats are gonna probably make a, an appearance. Um, learning to love ourselves and connect with our higher power addresses our original cause of self-hate or self-abandonment. Since childhood, we have carried a wound created by our primary relationship with our parents or family. We were ruptured emotionally and spiritually as children. To survive, we lived by the laundry list traits, which reject self-love and God. Driven by fear and para-alcoholism, we sought an unending number of relationships, schemes, and addictions in an effort to connect with someone who would fix us or let us fix them. We tried hard, but it never worked. We cannot find love or the higher power in someone else. It must begin with us. We are protected by a higher power as we make this inward journey. We will not be abandoned or judged, even if we think we cannot do it right. A loving higher power waits for us to accept that we are lovable, regardless of what we think or do. This is grace. Um, so yeah, hi again, my name is Najla and I'm an adult child. Um, I'm gonna just start by saying that um, self-love for me was definitely something that came with a lot of work in this program. Um, and when I say a lot of work in this program, I um, I guess I'll give you my like stats. I've been um, an active member of ACA now for about seven years. Um, I, I um, have a sponsor whom I've worked the steps with, I'm sorry. Um, and I also sponsor other women in this program and I take them through the steps so the same way that I was taken through the steps. And um, 
you know, I also do um, a lot of affirmations and prayer and meditation and all of that um, helps me maintain a level of self-love. And, and it comes and goes, you know, just even today, you know, just sitting down to like the last 10 minutes of, of the readings, like getting ready to speak. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to say? I have nothing to offer. Like that's my go-to. Cause like, that's what I learned, you know, is that I have nothing to offer. And I believed that for a really long time that I was completely unlovable. Um, and sorry, my cats are like really want to get involved in this call <laughs> and that, um, there was no way that anybody would ever want to have anything to do with me. And, um, you know, I now know, even as I'm sitting here and like reading this passage, it's like, that's not true. Like I have, I have a lot to offer. Um, so to give you a little bit of my background, um, I grew up in an alcoholic home. <laughs> my, my father was a raging violent alcoholic and my mom was when we were kids was like the alanotic. Um, but, but is also an alcoholic. So it was a very weird dynamic. I, I always use this analogy. And I think it's absolutely perfect. My household was like a haunted house. Um, my dad was the boogeyman. So like you knew you had to be afraid of him, but my mom was kind of like a ghost. Um, she was scary kind of in a, in her own way. Um, and, you know, I didn't realize that that was like, my core issue was growing up in an alcoholic home. Um, I, I am also, you know, sober in another 12 step program. That's how I found my way into this program. So I always thought that was like my issue. Um, and you know, when I did my first step in this program in the yellow book, I did all the steps in the yellow book. Um, and I looked at my, my family tree and, um, my, you know, my brother is a sober alcoholic. My mother is now a sober alcoholic. My father is a not sober, non-drinking alcoholic, which is in my opinion, probably one of the worst. <laughs> my sister is um, recovering from an eating disorder and like, um, you know, has her own stuff going on. I'm also recovering from an eating disorder. Um, my mother has 13 brothers and sisters. They are all either alcoholics, drug addicts, workaholics, sex addicts, or, and, or married to the one drug addict, alcoholic, sex addict, all of the above, and, or have children who are some of the above. Um, and then my dad is one of two, same thing on his side. So it's just like permeates through my entire family. So, you know, in the book, it talks a lot about like inherited shame and like trauma and all of that. And I, I definitely had that in my family. Um, and it was really illuminating for me to do that step one, to do the, um, to do the family tree because it was like, ah, oh my God, this is, this is why I am the way I am. It's like, I really didn't stand a chance at being any different. And in fact, I'm one of the lucky ones because of all those people, you know, 26, we'll say 50 with all the cousins and aunts and uncles on my mom's side. And then my two cousins and my aunt and uncle on my dad's side. So that's what it's another four or five um, of all these 60 plus people in my immediate family or whatever. Like I'm one of the few who are actually in recovery and doing this work. And it's, it's really amazing the change that has happened in me 
because of that. You know, when I came in, when I came into this program seven years ago, I was actually in, I had just been released from an inpatient program. I had celebrated five years sobriety in an inpatient program for my eating disorder because I was trying to kill myself. That's how much I hated myself. I was, I was literally killing myself a very slow and painful death. Um, you know, and I had just, I found myself, I was in, it was just one more relationship where I was trying to fix him and he wouldn't let me. And it was my dad with a different face. And then there was another friend who was my mom with a different face. It was like, I just kept doing the same things over and over and over again in this effort to, to find love and to fix, to fix it, to fix me, to fix them, to fix the relationship of origin with my family. And it was a really painful cycle that I just kept finding myself in. And so the first time I went to an ACA meeting, I was like, and I heard the laundry list, I was like, oh my God, they put me in a list. This is absolutely horrible. <laughs> but it actually kind of gave me hope because it was like, okay, so if they have a list, then there's gotta be, there's gotta be a solution. And I remember when I, when I met my sponsor, I actually got really, really lucky. I know that it can be really difficult to find a sponsor in this program and a lot of people choose to do the steps with fellow travelers, I say, do whatever works, just do it. Um, because that's really where the change happens, the change in the growth towards this self-love. Um, when I met my sponsor, she used to say to me, like, literally every single time I would call her, she would say, Najla, your self-esteem is in the toilet. <laughs> and she was right. Like, it was, it was really like I had zero self-esteem. I had a zero sense of self-love. I really had no idea what love really was um and you know through working these steps and, and and sharing in meetings and identifying with other um ACA members and and just like starting to process that childhood trauma that I had I started to gain a sense of self and to figure out and to, and to find out that like I am indeed lovable and in fact I've always been loved I've been loved by God this whole time even though I didn't even want to acknowledge it. And, I, and for me, the real, there was a real breakthrough in, in developing a relationship with my higher power, um, which is where I think the, the self-love can really come from. You know, and, and realizing that, like, I remember when I said to my mom, you know, and I got really lucky because my mom was able to hear it, and I know that this is not usually the case, but I said, I was going through this, and I said, you know, you... I know you did the best you could, but it wasn't good enough. And she said, I know you're right. Um, and that was, a, that was a really powerful moment. The five minutes, is that? Yeah, five minutes. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, and so anyway, I kind of want to get like move forward to like what my life is like now, because it's like completely different. It's like, it's so crazy. I don't even know what I'm saying. Um, so I went from like basically this like broken person who felt like I was I was like full of self hate. I was abandoning myself all over the place. I was finding these relationships with people who just continued to validate that about myself because I just didn't know any other way to live. And now today, um, like it's totally, 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 totally different. Like I have. It talks about in, in the in the reading in the beginning when it was says you know that we will have healthier relationships with our families. I have, I have, 
a beautiful relationship with certain members of my family. <laughs> you know, through this work, I was able to realize that a relationship with my father was never something that was going to work for me. And so, you know, he hasn't been a part of my life for a number of years, probably the last seven years, safely to say. Um, however, I have this really wonderful relationship with my mom where we have boundaries and like we we only talk about certain things and she's able to show up for me and I'm able to show up from her for her in like really healthy balanced ways that was definitely not the case when I first came in here we were super codependent and enmeshed I would call her like literally seven times a day and like we would go to AA meetings together like people thought we were like the same person basically <laughs> like if you saw Nigel you saw Marie um and now like we we it's very different. I, I also have since um, gotten married in this program, um, not to someone in this program, to somebody else outside of the program, but, you know, through finding love for myself and cultivating that and realizing that I am a lovable person and that these things come from my higher power, I was able to let in love from a really wonderfully flawed man, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, we've since had a child. I'm actually pregnant now, six months pregnant with our second child. And, um, thank you. You know, just knowing that I have, I have so much to offer to my children and that their experiences are going to be different. Like I have, I have had the opportunity to break that cycle of of family trauma, historical family trauma, whatever that that word is, and it's really amazing that I get to, that that I was able to see it and change it. I mean, hopefully, who knows, right? Like, I'm sure I talk about this a lot. Like, I'm sure I'm gonna mess them up in other ways, <laughs> but hopefully, you know, hopefully it'll be at least something different. Um, and they're not gonna have like you know, my daughter and my soon, hopefully my son will not have that wound that I had that like deep heart wound that was created by my family of origin. Um, because in loving myself, I'm able to then love others, you know, it starts, it starts off this whole, this whole saying about that. And like today, you know, I'll just, I'll just wrap up with like what happened today. Like I have this amazing life and I have a healthy, balanced relationship with my partner. And, you know, this morning he, he said something really hurtful to me. And I, before I would have been like, you know what? He's right. I'm a piece of shit. I'm, he's right. I'm, I'm the worst mom in the world. I'm a piece of shit. You know, it's, I'm ruining my daughter's life because I'm letting her watch YouTube. And, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> and, and that's it. And, I, and instead I was like, no, you know what? This, this actually doesn't have anything to do with me. And we're in a global pandemic and it, whatever it is. And, and I, I was able to say to him, like, instead of like lashing out and being like, well, you're an asshole, you know, or whatever it is, I was able to say like, you know, that's really hurtful. And we're, I can't talk to you about this right now because I feel really hurt, but we're, we're going to have a conversation later, which is probably what's going to happen after this meeting. <laughs> and, and know that like, whatever it is he said it doesn't matter it doesn't it's it's his thoughts and his feelings and, and it's it's actually just his shit 
and that I don't have to take that on because I, I know who I am, you know, and I know what I have to offer today. And I know that I am a good mom and I know that I am a good mom because, because of this work, because I learned to parent myself and to love myself. So I'll end with that. I hope it wasn't too all over the place. I am, you suffer from a bit of pregnancy brain at the moment. So um, I'll leave that as my excuse. I, um, yeah, thanks again for letting me be a service. Thank you.